When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. It's been a whirlwind of a week. Sure has. It sure has, Ryan. Mm -hmm. I got a puppy. You did get a puppy. And I haven't really slept, so if I look tired, hey, man, it happens. Life happens. You can't always look average. (laughs) Sure. Self-deprecating. It's your brand. Yeah, man. Uh, Yeah, just great guests coming up. Carrie Ann Moss is coming up. Mm. Uh, Paul House, Paul Walter Hauser, Paul Walter. unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Um, just a lot of great ones. We had, you know, Brent Spiner, and we had Jonathan Frakes and the Star Trek Star Trek world, and it was fantastic. Just Marina Baccarin, and mm-hmm. a lot of these are going viral, and it's nice to see that. You know, it's just it's a little podcast. There's a lot of big ones out there. Oh, we got to listen to Joe Rogan. We got to listen to, but it's cool that people, you know. Some people are listening to this. Take a break from the big guys. Come come listen to the little guys. Yeah, because there's some real content here. There's some things that are going to help you. <laughs> I know it. Well, it helps me. It's like therapy. Fuck. It's great content. Thank you, hmm. Brian. Thank you for helping me make great content. I, I do what I can. And uh, a shout out to my editor, Jason Nelkin, and my producer, Bryce. You're rock stars as well. Um, the Handles. To follow this podcast, please follow us if you like the podcast, Ryan. At Inside of You Pod on Twitter, at Inside of You Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. How many times do you think you said that? Uh, ooh, Over 100. Ooh, okay, Probably ooh. 100. If a fan wants to make a super cut. A super cut? Oh, that <laughs> super would, cut of that. that. Would take, it wouldn't take that much time because it's always in the intro. I mean, but that's also just, that's a, that's a lot of time. Yeah, don't do that. Why would we want you to do that? We don't want you to do P. that. P.O. Box. For, no. Um <laughs> Look, the Inside of You online store has some great Smallville stuff, some awesome new tumblers that my sister had made. They're awesome. Silver and black Inside of You tumblers. They're badass. Go to the Inside of You online store. Um, Yeah, there's that. What else? There's uh, Sunspin, sunspin sunspin.com, the band. That's me. We're going to be doing a stage it very soon. We're coming back. We're going to do a stage it, play some live music and laugh with you. Um, and of course, patron, thank you all my patrons for supporting this podcast without you couldn't do it. Couldn't do the talkville either. Uh, patreon.com slash inside you become a member. I'll message you right away as fast as I can. And it is me. I do that. Um, so check it out. There's different tiers and different fun stuff. And, uh, there's these Lex Luthor statues, by the way, on the inside of you online store. This guy made these bronze fucking two pound. I suffer the effing pound uh, statues for me from small pretty cool there's only like a few left all right great guest today um he lives up the street from me uh he didn't have to go far and uh i've known him for a long time and what i noticed about him this time was he was just a he was always a good guy he was always he's super talented great photographer great actor all that stuff but like i just he's a family guy he's a he's a dad he's uh he talks about work and how much he loves work, but he also talks about, you know, we get into, you know, his father, James Kahn, the legendary James Kahn. And we talk about really interesting stuff. Like uh, you're going to hear it. So uh, I, I really enjoy this one. Ryan, you're going to say something? Well, let's just get into it. Let's get inside of Scott Kahn. It's my point of view. 
listening to Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum. Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum was not recorded in front of a live studio. Up there. I'm not a... I don't like talking about myself. I know. You don't. Yeah. But, you know, today's the day. But, but today's the day. <laughs> but it's it's fun to... I don't have to, you know... Can we curse or no? Of course. I don't have to bullshit with you. Well, you, you can't know say I mean? bullshit. That's, can't say bullshit. No, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? I can be f- myself with you because yeah. I know you were friends. I've known you for a long time. But, I, you know, usually they're... I don't know. Where does that come from? Do you think that's like just like... Since you were young, it was just something you learned, something you just don't like. Because there's a lot of guys like me, I'm kind of all over the place. And you kind of, what you see is what you get. And, you know, you don't need to see that. And by the way, he's making notes of just like things that are interesting. He might not write at all. That's fine. No, he just writes, makes his own notes. He doodles because he has fine. nothing to do, Ryan. That's fine. Right, Ryan? Yeah, no, I just keep track of the topic. So if I need to find something later, I know what came after what. All right. There yeah, you go. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know, man. I feel like you. I, listening to people talk about themselves sometimes is can be obnoxious, and I don't ever want to be that guy. I'm a listener. I like to listen to other people. I know. I also, but I, I talk too. I don't know. And then also, nowadays you say the wrong thing, you get in trouble. I don't know. You don't really. Nobody really wants to hear anybody's real opinion. They just want to hear what's like, uh, right. you know, the um, like the virtue signaling, right? Like everyone wants to say the right thing and do I, the right I thing. Agree, I and agree so with you. Half so. of it feels like. It's, it's it's not it's really you're not really authentic. hearing it's not authentic yeah yeah i think i think you're right about that so it's kind of like you know if i can't speak my mind if i'm gonna get lambasted if i'm gonna get all this shit why open up why tell nobody in other words why i just open up to my friends my family right. i'll tell them what i think and i don't even think i'd have anything to say that people would be mad at right and it's not to say that i have a bunch of opinions that i know are not okay but but political it doesn't matter what you say you say one thing half the world says fuck you yeah right yeah so it's like if, if you really you don't really want to hear what i have to say i don't even know if i have anything that great to say anyway so i don't know i don't know where it comes from i think i also got in trouble once i said the wrong thing once and i'm not gonna be specific but it like it jammed up my life for a couple months and I, I didn't even mean anything. I made a joke and it was like, you know, uh, it said something I didn't even mean. And it was like, it, it was, it was sucked. Well, why is it that like comedians can say pretty much whatever they, they want? They can't. For the most part, they can. Some of you them. You got some of these guys that just are, are, are the they doing it again? I mean, I feel like, I feel like I've watched, uh, I, I love watching comedy specials and I feel like they're all complaining that they can't say what they want to say anymore. I think Chappelle says what he wants to say. He's Chappelle. But, but there you go. Because like, he's like, cancel. Go, what are you going to do? You, people you, are going to still come see me. Yeah. Cancel me. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, what are you going to do? Eat me? Like That's <laughs> true know? when you're that successful and that untouchable. It's like they don't leave you alone. But, yeah. Uh, you but know. coming up as a young comedian, you say the wrong thing, that could be it, right? Yeah. I mean, you say certain things like, you know, when what's his name? Kramer from Seinfeld went off. I mean, but, deserved, but that was, deservedly that was, so. You shouldn't have done, Yeah, that was right, bad. Right, but like career gone. Never yeah. heard from well, the guy Because like, it wasn't a joke. He no, was, he was. He was pissed. His true colors came yeah, out. right? That was, see, that's the thing. Yeah. And that's what, it's hard to differentiate. And right? Ricky Gervais, right? He says whatever he wants. And by the way, I wish he'd host the Oscars forever. Me too. Because when he was, he was telling, he's like, no, you know, sit down, get up here and like, do you, you know, do, do you oh, thank these people and all this bullshit? Just fucking get it. Take this award. Fuck off. Yeah. And uh, I loved it. I loved it. And it was just, I guess, people were like, you know. Yeah, I'm a fan of his. Well, you were nominated. You've been nominated. You were nominated for a uh, Golden a Globe. Golden Globe. And Ricky Gervais was the host that year. 
Really? Yeah. So he announced your name. Uh, I don't know. Or somebody announced you. Yeah. I just, yeah, I don't remember. But yeah, he was there. That was the highlight. How many award shows have you been to in your life? Not many. I think that year I went to that one. And then I went, I presented at the Emmys. And then I think that's it. That's it. I think so. Do you hate going to these things? I don't hate it, but I'd rather not. Do you feel uncomfortable? A little bit. Do you like when they take pictures at the, uh, what do they call those screens? The the red, the backdrops, what are they called? The, uh, what? you know, those things that they, you can get the, the, let's say the sponsors on the back of it. You're in front of the, whatever the fuck it is. Anyway, you, yeah, you, you take pictures, you're, you're interviewed. Do you feel like a nervousness that you normally don't feel? I have to be on. I have to look good. I didn't used to, but now I do. Now you're censoring. Your, yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm worried. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to put my foot in my mouth or make a bad joke or offend anybody. Right? And it's not even that I'm worried about me. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I don't want to like. I don't know. So no, I didn't used to care or, or bother me. But I'm. You know, when I was younger, it was like you know we went to those things and it was fun and yeah, yeah. you know now I'm like getting a little older. I'm like I've been there, done that. I'd rather stay home and watch TV. You know. Yeah, I understand that. I mean, I I remember my agent used to say, I need you to go to the Golden Globes. I need you to do this. And one year I went and I, you know, I felt so uncomfortable. Yeah. I'm not nominated for anything. I'm not part of anything. Right. Why should I go to a award right. show or anything? Yeah. Even when people say, hey, will you show up to my thing? I don't. Right. I normally don't do that anymore. I used to. Right. But I, I always felt uncomfortable. Like, I, I don't belong. This is not my time. But a lot of people do that. No, I agree. To go somewhere when, yeah, I would never go to the Golden Globes if they didn't, you know, if they right. were nominated or Academy Awards. I think I got invited to the Academy Award once to go with somebody, and I was like, I don't want to go. And you didn't go to the Academy Awards. I'd go for just the swag. But you don't get swag if you're just there visiting, do you? Is that true? I don't know. I, th I think when they invited. I didn't get swag when I got nominated for a Golden Globe, I don't think. Really? Yeah, they went up to the thing. They're like, you want the sweatshirt? I'm like, a sweatshirt? I want a, a Rolex or something like this. <laughs> Nothing for me. <laughs> Do you? Uh, I think I had to pay for my suit. I don't know. I don't know. Did you? you I, no. Usually they fit you. And I don't go, oh, remember. We're going to dress Scott Conn. Yeah, I don't. I don't think they cared. Do you think, as you've gotten older, I mean, look, we don't know exactly who we are. When you know, you know, you and I were hanging out back in the late nineties, early two yeah. thousands. We're like running around. We're enjoying it. We're. Yeah. Do you think there's sort of? Do you miss that time period? Sure. You do. Sure. What do you miss about it? I just had a really good, fun life. I mean, I, you know, I never had, uh, I feel like in our, I speak for you too, like our 20s were just fun, weren't they? Oh, I mean, man. all we did was have a good time. We were lucky to have careers at, you know, early in our 20s. And I just, I just remember having a good time. And right? no cameras were on us all the time, like iPhones. And no, you could we just used to do, go out and have a good time. Never worried about yeah. anybody going, hey, I wonder if they're filming this. There was like one, like the, you know, there was like a group of paparazzi that, you know you knew and they they didn't you know they were cool yeah it wasn't like yeah everything yeah no cell phones yeah I, I feel like some of the stuff we did back in the day would probably i don't know it'd be it'd be bad today do you like promoting things do you like well this is a good thing i'm we're today we're also promoting your new movie as one day as a lion mm -hmm. and i'm glad i love this because then it would be it's always what would you say if you didn't though well, I wouldn't, maybe I just wouldn't bring it up. Really? I, I don't know if I'd bring it up. Well, I would probably say, hey, you got a new movie coming out. Right, Tell right, us right. about that. Yeah. But what I liked about this, and you kind of downplayed it. You were like, you know, because that's who you are. You don't like, oh, you know, you're like, you know, it's good. It's a great <clears throat> cast. It's really a good movie. And I'm like, all right. Because you're not like me. Like, oh, man, you got to see this. And you, 
And I started watching it and immediately I was like, oh my God, you knew exactly what this was. It shot so well. In the first 10 minutes, so much shit goes down mm. where I love that you're like this hitman. Mm. But you're kind of you have the you have a heart. Right, right. You have I'm like the anti hitman. You man. should not yeah. be a hitman, no. but you are, and you're like, oh fuck. Right. You you see J.K. Simmons character. Um, you you play Jackie. Yeah. And you see him. You're supposed to take him out. And you got this guy who's <laughs> opening scene where the guy's lying on the couch. The guy who's your boss, and he's he just farts and he rolls right. over and answers you. Come on, you're gonna do this. I didn't write the fart. That was I post. love farts. Okay. And it's only one fart. It's okay. not a fart movie, guys. Right. It's, it's 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 a very fun, intense kind of surprise. Rising. and i'm watching this and you and you call me like look he's a, he's a, he's a cowboy he got off his horse or something right, right, right. i can't i can't kill this guy right. <laughs> he's right. like fucking kill him right what are you doing and you put this mustache on right. and you go into this place into this diner and whatever i thought was going to happen it didn't turn out that way oh, great. and i love the surprise of it all and i i love the connections and what I love is also that it's grounded in this goofy way, like a Tarantino movie yeah, or like a Coen Brothers. Yeah, those are my favorite kind of movies, man, when you take really like horrible situations and find comedy in them and humor. I think it's the hardest thing to do when you succeed at it. I think it's You know why it works tough. for me hmm. is watching you like not ham it up. You're very subtle. Right. What, even though you're doing some crazy shit. Right uh and you're a little neurotic yeah yeah and watching jk simmons completely commit to this fucking badass right. and when he's speaking you're like he it, it, this is for real yeah because it could easily be oh we're having we're doing a fun movie when everybody thinks they're doing this kind of movie mm. it never works no i agree and that's why i think it works and it's got like frank grillo and jk simmons and tara manning and virginia madsen i always remember her from candy man i love her in candy man because you know the, the horror movies all around. Yeah. Uh, George Carroll. It's like, and you produced it through an executive producer on this. I wrote it and I, I you know, produced it. But yeah, there was a, a guy named Jeremy. You Jer wrote it. I wrote it. Yeah. But there's a guy named Jeremy Rosen who, who produced it. He really should get the credit for producing it. I, I just did the like, yeah, I want a producer credit. And I helped cast it a little bit, but he was the producer. Did you call all the actors? Uh, not all, but JK. You call it, you know JK. I do. We did a movie 15 years ago, and uh, I've, I'm everything I ever write. I'm thinking of him for something, and he's such oh. a he's such a no bullshit non Hollywood guy that like you know he reads something if he likes it he'll tell you if he doesn't like it he you know, and he doesn't have some agent telling him what he should or should not do he you know he if he likes something he does it and so you called him and said look i got the script i think it's great i you're, said you're... read it he said i like it if the agents can figure out how to pay me what i need to get paid i'll do it and so know. he want you know you got to pay a guy like that. yeah of course you know i remember i did a movie called pool hall junkies which didn't do I remember well that. but it was a fun little yeah, movie yeah. and they got chris walken yeah and you know he got paid a lot of, he was most of the budget yeah. and he only worked like four days yeah that's right. How do we get that? I want to get that. Oh, Jesus. I, you just got to, you got to do something. You have to have a voice. Like he, he's, he's kind of become a parody of himself. You yeah. Know, in a way. It's like Who every, doesn't have a Chris every, Walken impression? Everybody does walk. And I've yeah. been doing it since the nineties. Yeah, no too. one cares anymore. Me too. Me too. I remember when you used to do it and people got impressed. Were impressed like, oh my though. God. Yeah. But I always feel like I do it. Like one, I'm one of the best. I think I'm one of the best. Too. Do you? We're not going to do it here. No, I could do it. I can do it too. You, you're welcome. Fine. Here we are. It's 1990 all over again. <laughs> all over again yeah but you know i remember uh it, well look, a bunch of fucking asshole. but we that's what we, we do we, we have fun yeah, yeah. um so jk when he said yes you were like boom we're greenlit uh, no i mean this guy jeremy he makes these movies and he knows how to make them and he doesn't 
rely. I mean, I'm sure there's something that has to happen, but he said, we're making this movie. doesn't matter who we get. And, you know, so I don't, I don't think that because of JK, the movie was greenlit. I think we were making the movie with or without him, but. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know how many times I have to talk about this, but it's so important. If you're sitting there right now and you're stressed or you're anxious or you have a lot on your mind and you just bottle it up and you don't know what to do, it's going to come out and it's not going to come out in great ways all the time. Um, BetterHelp has helped me substantially. Ryan here has been using it for a while. And I, you know, don't you notice when you don't use BetterHelp? When you don't have therapy? Oh, the weeks where I miss a session? Of course, yeah. Yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's like the more you talk about something, even if you don't think you have anything to talk about, things come up and it puts your mind at ease. And we all carry around different stressors, you know, big and small. And at times we keep carrying them around rather than processing them and letting them go. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Therapy from BetterHelp is helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. It's for all of us. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. I think people think, oh, what if I don't like my therapist? If you don't, you switch them. It's that easy. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com inside today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash inside. Inside of you is brought to you by Rocket Money. I love Rocket Money. You know why? Because everyone should have Rocket Money because it just helps you save money. How many times do we have subscriptions that we don't even know we have anymore and we're paying so much money? It's just throwing away money, Ryan. I, I found one. You And you did it. You told I me. Found- I got Rocket Money. <laughs> okay, I found one. It, I'm embarrassed to say how long it's been going on, but thank you for finding it. <laughs> My God, it was embarrassing. <laughs> yeah, because it's like you want to watch some show and you go, oh, I have to subscribe to this uh, this streaming, dev- uh, whatever. Mm-hmm. And you, you start streaming the show, you watch it, you leave, and you forget after this trial period it kicks in and it's they're charging terrible. you 10 bucks a month. It's, it is embarrassing. Ugh. You know, 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about. Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had... You know, like, oh, I have like five subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was paying for like four extra uh, between, you know, streaming advices and fitness apps, delivery services. It's never ending. And thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones I forgot about. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lowering your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with the customer service for you. I don't like that. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash inside. That's rocketmoney.com slash inside. Rocket Money. 
com slash inside. Who um, would you? Who was your second choice? That you that you were like, if JK can't work these dates, I gotta have a backup plan. I don't know. <laughs> you don't. You were just saying I gotta. I might have called you. I don't know to play JK's yeah, part. Maybe. Yeah. I could have done it. Yeah. I mean, not like JK. Yeah. But I don't uh, know, man. Like I said, I, you know, he's. I can't think anybody else now. Certainly not now. If you would ask me, you know, when he had the script and he was making a decision, I could have maybe could have had a thought, but now I don't. Right. You know, you just don't want to say. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why be disrespectful? How many days is a shoot like this? I think we shot like 24 days. 24 days where? Uh, in Oklahoma, Tulsa, Oklahoma. Was it fun? No. It wasn't fun. It was brutal, man. I mean, I forget, you know, look, I haven't made, we, I set out to make, you remember when we were coming up in the you know 90s early 2000s independent film was like a thing you know we like grew up doing a lot of independent movies and i feel like that's kind of either slowed down or it's not the same as it used to be and so uh this was definitely you know the director john swab and i were like let's like do an homage to, to you know 90s independent movies um and i forgot how hard they are to make you know back when we were in our 20s making those movies it's like it's not sleeping and you know being up and it was okay losing actors two days before you started shooting all that stuff was like yeah we'll roll with it but now it just everything means a little bit more when you get older and you care a little bit more and you're you know more so anyway there was a lot of a lot of shit went down it was it was it was brutal why is it why is it that when we're younger we have that sort of fearless attitude we we don't think about how many hours something's going to take. We'll work to the wee hours. We don't nothing, We don't think about that. But I didn't then, think, do you ever think about sleep when you were in your 20s? Never. I didn't give a shit. And now, if I'm like, oh my God, if I don't get home, I'm not going to get my eight hours. You know, That's exactly what happened. I was at Depeche Mode last night. I went to see the concert. I wouldn't even go to Depeche Mode because I know I'd be home too late and I'd miss my sleep. Well, the, con- <laughs> the concert ended and my friend Ray's, we got backstage passes to meet the band. And I go, I'm going to sleep. I got, I got to go to sleep. Yeah. And I, I said, it. look, all right, and finally, I, I said, I'll do 20 minutes. And I did 20 minutes. I go, hey, I said 20 minutes. Yeah. And we, we got to go. We gotta yeah. Go. But I mean, it's the same. I mean, when you were younger, did you have any fear about getting injured? No. Never. No. Now I'm like worried about it. You know, I didn't had, worry about my lines. No. Well, yeah. Well, I always worried about that, but not as much as I do now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I've had so many injuries over the years. I know you have too. Yeah. Now I'm like panicked to do anything. I'm like, there's certain things I will risk. You know, I'll do knowing that I could get injured. But back in the day, I used to throw myself off of buildings, do every stunt, skateboard pools, surf big waves, ride motorcycles that didn't have front brakes and were jockey shit. I mean, it did stupid shit that I won't do anymore. It's, you know, I don't know. Same thing. You just you're more get more thoughtful. And there's like a it was great being young. But at the same time, you know, I think we're a little stupid. Didn't you learn, though, from your dad? Because your dad, I remember going up to your house and you were working out and your dad was there and he was working out and we talked and we got along right away because he was. uh, You were uh, comparing how many back surgeries (laughs) each one of you had, right? Yeah. I also became friends with Stallone on set because of the same. You had the same surgery. You know, that fucking guy's got no bedside, man. It was fucking. But, um. <laughs> but your your dad had a lot of injuries. Yeah. Weren't his knees shot, his hips? What? How many issues did he have? I mean, I think my dad had fifteen surgeries in his life. From what? I mean, he was also an idiot when he was younger. I mean, <clears throat> he also was, you know, he he rode motorcycles. He was a cowboy, a rodeo cowboy. He did all of his own stunts. He, I mean, every dumb thing you could do 
I mean, when I say dumb, I mean it in a, a, a so We all do. We don't, we don't yeah. learn from mistakes. And I kind of looked up to that when I was a kid. I'm like, I want to have 11 surgeries. You know, like I, I, I actually thought like, that's what makes you a man. You know, you get a lot of surgeries. So. That's what makes you a pussy. That's, that's what, what I've become a pussy. Really? Well, yeah. ultimately- Can you say that? Can but you, you say wanna, pussy now? <clears throat> probably not. All right. All right. But what, what I'm, what I, the difference is my old man, he never, he never got to where we are, where he became cautious. He was still whiling out till- he was in his 70s and early 80s. I mean, he he did a back surgery that they told him, like, you can't do this surgery. He's like, I'm going to do it, you know? And he would still... Um, <clears throat> so I think the difference is, is I learned as we get older, we got to age a little bit. You know, I've been training Brazilian jiu-jitsu for 25, 30 years almost. I don't train the way I trained when I was in my 20s because if I did, I'd have more surgeries and I'd be more jammed up. But you got to... I think you got to adjust and, you know... Uh, be the best 40 and be the best 50 and be the best 60 not at 60 still trying to be 40 you know right. that's when you get jammed up i know i'm still playing ice hockey yeah but you're smart man you don't you don't do the same stupid shit it's you not do. like contact hockey i don't like you guys out. don't hit each other inadvertently sometimes you but you're not like slamming no, dudes against no, the board no, nothing like that but it just gives so me you're playing like a little old man hockey you know what though it's all young guys who are junior hockey players guys that came out of the nhl and it's it's fun. There's respect. We don't like jokers. We don't like guys who don't know what the hell they're doing, and they get their sticks up in your face and right. things like that because they're not that good. Same thing with jujitsu, man. At this age, you like roll with dudes who like get it and want to, you know, right. not out there trying to, you know, win gold in yeah. the garage. It's That's like, the thing. If they're going after the go, they're going. Like, they're scoring in men's leagues hot men's league hockey, and that means everything to them. They shouldn't be playing with That's us. Right. Because we were talking about the other night, I, sc I scored this cool goal, and I don't, I don't brag, but it was everybody was like, "Dude, what the fuck?" And I was, and they're like, "You're not gonna celebrate?" And I'm like, no, "I learned not to do that in hockey. You don't ham it up. You just go. You got, you got to be humble. You got to reserve it. Let you. They don't like that shit. They yeah. don't like hot dogs. They no, don't that's like, more. Yeah. No, that's more gangster anyway. Like back in the day, remember dudes would score a touchdown, they just drop the ball in the end zone. Oh god, now they're fucking making a dance. But I and, love that man. That was classy. Flip the ball to the ref. Like here, we've done this before. I'm gonna do this again here not anymore no you, you score a goal and you act like you it's the greatest thing in the world everyone's like oh it must be his first goal you know? yeah that's true <laughs> i agree with that um what was it like well you know first of all i want to talk about like you did 10 years on hawaii 5 right something yeah. like that yep i remember talking to you mm -hmm. and going back and forth hawaii is by the way like five six hour flight yeah was that a good time in your life was it one of those things where you're like you, you 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 liked it for a while and then you were like sort of felt like you were done because i kind of felt like that in smallville and but you had this contract and like for me i had you know i'd finish it out i had to do my work mm -hmm. i had to, what was it like being on a show for that long and knowing like i've done this i've said this we've done because it's got to get redundant yeah man ups and downs like you know looking back I th it was a great time i got to live in hawaii one of my daughters was raised in hawaii a little bit like there's you know a lot of positives but there's a lot of negatives too you know as an actor if you do the same thing for 10 years, it's like everybody's seen everything you got. You know, it's like we came up looking at actors who you'd see, maybe they do two movies a year. Yeah. You know, look at, you know, I mean, someone like Leonardo DiCaprio, he does a movie every couple of years. Every time he comes out the box with like this new thing, you're like you're seeing stuff you ain't never seen. If he did a show for 10 years, it's like, we've seen everything you got, you know? Yeah. So it's like, it's it's hard to not become shtick like it's it's like oh he's doing shtick you know it's like i'm doing a new show now and i'm like god i wonder I, i'd like it to be as far away as possible as that other role but it, it's still me like yeah it's like you've seen my whole bag of tricks yeah but there's an exception uh and it's it's also 
a lot of luck somebody like brian cranston who did malcolm in the middle mm -hmm. and you're like oh the yeah. goofy guy and then you see him and you're like whoa he transformed but he, to your point he didn't show all that stuff yeah but you know <clears throat> hollywood i feel like does not have a giant imagination right like i did a procedural show for 10 years what's the first thing i get offered another procedural cop show yep so how brian cranston was able to be malcolm in the middle and then turn into uh, 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 bro, uh breaking bad wayne no wayne, whatever what the, was his name in breaking bad walter white walter white, walter white. um Jeez. wayne white walter white wayne white uh Wayne. you know that's that's rare you know so he he was able to i mean i remember i i didn't watch malcolm in the middle uh but i just remember people being the guy from malcolm in the middle is doing this it's like yeah man he's an actor like he's meant that's to do that's the thing but studios are the same way <laughs> yeah They're the same way as regular people which is they yeah which is why if you can write or you do have you know uh, if you can can produce or you can direct if you got as an actor, like I think that that's the only way you're going to tell them, hey, I can do something else, is if you do it yourself. Yeah. You know? Um, and um, yeah, so anyway, Hawaii 5 there were pluses and minuses. I mean, also, you know, I didn't know what a procedural television show was when I signed on to do that. I had no idea. I, I, I thought it was going to be one thing and then it was something else. So, um, but overall, I look back at it as, you know, a, a blessing and, you know, it was good from, you know, I became, a, I got married. I became a family man over there. And I, you know, I love to surf. I love jujitsu. Like the culture over there fit me perfectly. But then at the same time, I miss home. I miss New York. I miss going, you know, doing movies. You know, I didn't do a movie for 10 years. That's crazy. Oh, because yeah. you were working. I was working. Nine months a year. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, I, it, I definitely look back at it as uh, something great, but there was, parts of it that were shitty you know do you uh are you one of those actors who just loves to work you don't care exactly as long as you're on set and you're as long as you're acting are you happy or are you like hey i i want the content to be something that i could actually be proud of or do we, you kind of fluctuate because you gotta also have a family and all that stuff yeah i mean listen i've changed a lot i used to be I never wanted to do something I didn't love, but then you realize, man, this is a business and I got to make a living. So sometimes you got to do something you don't love. Um, uh, but as much as I'd like to think that I'd like, I'd be happy not having to work and be retired. There's no, there's no way, you know, I, I, I'd last two weeks, a month before I'd be like, I got, I got to get back to it. We're creative people, man. We're not meant to retire. I think when you're, when I'm 80, if I've made all the money in the world and I'm chilling and I don't need a dollar, I don't need anything, I'm still going to be hungry to work. Right. And, you know, and the money is, you know, I didn't care about money when I was, when in our 20s, I was like, I didn't need much, you know, it's like, as long as I can pay the rent and eat, you know, yeah. decent food. But now it's like, there's things I like to do with my family and I want to travel and I want to travel nice and I want to go here and I want to go here and. It's like all that stuff costs money. So I think it's like, you know, it's a balance. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 
What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. But I'd like to have, uh, you know, I'm gonna keep referring to Leo. I don't know why, but would I like to have his career? Yeah, but there's only one of him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not everybody gets to just pick what they want to do. You know, no. a lot of people. I did this. I'm doing another procedural show, and someone's like, "Why would you do another cop show?" I'm like, "Cause that's what they offered me, and I needed the What's money." The show? Like, it's called Alert. Alert. It's on Fox. Um, hey, how many seasons? We've done one. We're about to start a second season in July. But yeah, man, why'd you do that? Well, because it was the best version of what they were asking me to do. Like, you know, they didn't you say- You want to work? You want to- They didn't, I didn't get off a of Wi-Fi vote and they didn't go, hey, do you want to star in the new Scorsese movie? Like that didn't happen. <laughs> <clears throat> I would have said yes, you yeah, know? Maybe, yeah. <clears throat> but yeah, ba- Back to the, uh, my point about, I said studios are sort of like every man. They're not because I'll, I'll, the the difference is, is the, the folks, the real folks out there who watch our movies, watch our TV shows- when they love someone, they are so supportive and they, you know, they want to see you work. Mm-hmm. They want to see you work. Mm-hmm. But the studios are like, he did that. No, not the fact that you were great. It was a great show. People loved you. Mm-hmm. N- none of that matters. Right. It's just a matter of, you know, it's, it's, it's much harder now. It's definitely harder now with, um, you know, and we, I talk about this every episode about all the streamers. I don't, I don't, I, don't, I mean, Chick-fil-A has a streamer out now. What do you mean? You, they make they're making content. Good for them. Chick Fil A. Yeah. By the way, if they got the paper, I'll show up. I mean, <laughs> right? Would you do a Chick Fil A? It's true, show? but now, now <clears throat> nowadays is like I think there's some ego with me, where, uh, you know, I want to. You, if you're going to do something, you want to be seen. I don't want to just do something and nobody sees me. I've done plenty of those projects, so you want to do something that has the most, ch- the biggest chance of success in terms of. Feeding what you, your hunger of yeah. acting, and mm. that people will receive, and you could maybe make an impact and do something. Yeah, I mean, what's worse than putting your heart and everything into something and no one sees it? That sucks. We've man. all done that. Yeah, man. man. Oh my god, have we done that? Yeah, you know. But you know, at the end of the day, what are you looking at? You're looking at my shit. You and Steve Martin. Yeah, I was. Yeah, that was. Uh, uh, I, I wore a terrible wig. See, the problem when I was bald is. Uh, I started getting some movie offers, but I was bald, and they gave me the worst fucking wigs. I'm, the wigs wig, have gotten good now, now, haven't now they? but they were so bad. And so I did a couple movies, and then I was just like, I'm not sorority boys. The wig was fucking an atrocity. Uh, back, uh, what is that movie called? Bringing Down the House with Steve Martin. It was it was terrible. But I, I got to work with Steve Martin. I didn't care. He, yeah. was, he was great. You know, yeah. I got to make him laugh, and he made me laugh, mm-hmm. and I learned from him. One thing that was cool was watching Steve Martin after, at the end of every take going to the monitor and going, oh, yeah, I can go bigger there. I can do this. Oh, yeah. And like watching what he could do, where a lot of actors were like, no, just, you know, I don't want to see the monitor. I don't want, I think it's different with drama. You don't want to go watch yourself like on, you know, but how do you feel about that? Are you sort of removed from that? You're like, I don't need to see it as good. It you depends. Like it? it depends. Uh, definitely if I'm into the thing that I did, I want to see it. But I've, I don't, I've watched out of 280 something episodes of Hawaii Five-0, I've watched maybe four of them. And I just did a season of a show, 10 episodes. I haven't seen a frame. Not because I didn't like it. I just, I don't see how it's going to help. Help you. It's not going to help me. 
if I don't like it, it's going to bum me out. And then it's going to bring that with me. And if I do like it, it's not going to do much for me. I'm going to go, all right, well, that's, you know. So I, I generally, I'm going to, I'm going to watch it if it's something I want to watch. That makes sense. Yeah. How does it feel? Because I've always known you not to be like a, not to say you weren't a family guy, but you were like, you know, you've got a photography book. That's awesome. I love that book. Thank you, man. Are you going to do another one? I did another one. I have two of them, uh, but no, not anymore. What, what was the first one called? Uh, volume one. Oh, tough, tough title. Yeah. yeah. And then the second one was called Vanity. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm not shocked, but like I always knew you as a photographer, always taking pictures, yeah, always yeah. doing it. And I was just like, wow, he's also good at that. Oh, thank you. So you have two, you have two volumes. Two, well, volume one was just the title, but uh, volume one, and then the other one is called Vanity. But yeah, but I don't shoot photos anymore. Why? I don't know, man. I think uh, <clears throat> when I when I was shooting, I was shooting film, and when digital photography and phone cameras, camera phones became like a big thing, I still think that that's an art, and I think that people take great photos with their phones or digital. It just it it wasn't what excited me about photography. Like when I was taking photos. I loved traveling and having rolls of film and not knowing if I exposed it properly, not knowing if when I come home waiting to see what I get out of the dark room, like that's part of what I really loved about it. Having only 32 shots, you know, to get what you want or running and, you know, running around and only getting one snap of something that you liked. Now digital turned into this thing where it's like, let's take 50 and one of them will be good or, <clears throat> and then it was also a medium. Like I didn't understand it. Like I, I, I literally, it took me years to figure out how to shoot a film camera and how to make it work and how to understand exposures and F stops and shutter speeds. And like, it took me a while to learn that. And then digital was like a whole new program that I didn't understand. So I just decided, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I did it the way I wanted to do it. And I'm not, I'm no longer interested the way I was. So I guess that means I was never really a real, photographer i if you see guys go get these books or take a look at them because they're they're fantastic thank i wouldn't you, say that man they're just thank they're you. just they're epic and, thank you dude. but but like you know but why can't you still do old school i i i don't know i, I totally could i just i guess Maybe the passion's not there <clears throat> passion's you have a family not there. you have the acting career producing it's all not that. even that yeah it was like my lifestyle at the time really was you know uh, it was easier it was easier and i was traveling by myself i didn't have anybody else to worry about i mean you asked like you know, you never would imagine that I'd be a family man. I didn't either, man. Like the way I, you know, grew up in my twenties, I mean, I should be, I could have been a serial killer or locked up or something crazy, <laughs> but you know, now, man, I love my family. Like I, I really like my wife a lot, which blows my mind. I never, if you told me 20 years ago, I'd be in a happy relationship. I, I would have told you no chance, you know, but I'm happy with my life. I love my kids. I like being with my kids. You know, it's hard going away. I used to love going on location. It was like my favorite thing in the world to go just be somewhere else for three months. Now I hate it. You're an old school guy where, uh, I mean, look back when you grew up, mm. I mean, you had a movie star as a dad. Yeah. It's no secret. Yeah. I mean, you know, I talked to Kiefer about it and, you know, he, he said some things about, you know, growing, cause it's gotta be different i had a dysfunctional family and for many different reasons and um but what what was it like like growing up that you could recall was it was it he was always working no he didn't work a ton um when i was growing up he um i mean i look my dad was he wasn't you're you're a common no like a normal actor guy you know he was really good at everything he was an amazing athlete he was 
good on a motorcycle. He was a cowboy. He he was he could play any instrument. He picked up anything and could get good at it. He was like a um uh, uh not a mimic but like if you should if he saw someone doing something he could pick that thing up and he could do it he was you know i wouldn't even say jack of all trades because he was really good at all of everything you know he was like a master at a lot of different things and uh to me him being an actor was just something else that he was good at you know what i mean to me he wasn't like an actor he was just somebody who was really tough really handsome really smart girls liked him he was good at everything like being that, that's got to be hard for you as a kid to see, my dad does everything how am i going to aspire to no i mean i think it made me want to do be good at stuff and you know he used to tell me like he'd say if you're going to do something be the best at it or don't do it and i think you know if you say that today people are like don't tell your kid that if you know blah 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 like he was like first place is for second place is the first loser. You know what I'm saying? Like that, that's how he was. <laughs> right. And I really appreciate that. And I don't think that that's like accepted today. And um, no, it wasn't hard. It was really something awesome to look up to. So to answer your question, he, to me, he wasn't an actor. He wasn't working a ton when I was younger. Um, but when he did, it was just something else that he did really well to me. Does that make yeah, sense? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you, had, you had a respect for him. Yeah, he, he was, it, it, as far as I was concerned, he could have played shortstop for the Yankees. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. he could have been a professional fighter. He could have been a, prof he was a professional rodeo cowboy. He was, you know, he he could ride dirt bikes. I mean, he he just was good at stuff. So, I mean, in, in the movie Rollerball, did he really learn how to do all that stuff? A thousand percent. A thousand percent. That's crazy. And like, yeah, he was, he, you know. He um he, he he wasn't an actor to me is what I'm getting at. Did he know? have? I mean, he he has this innate intensity about him that you're just you watch him and you want to listen to him. Yes, he was that intense. Was he intense with you? Yeah, I mean, he my dad didn't ever have to. I mean, you know, maybe he gave me a whack once or twice. We've but, all been whacked. But he never had to. He just looked at me funny. That's, and I was yeah. like, okay. My mom too. My mom was tough. Like my mom, you know, whatever. She looked at me sideways, and I just did what she said. I mean. <laughs> you know i never i never we don't scare our kids you know today like right but i was scared of both of my parents in a healthy way i feel like yeah you know um but you know what they also you know i don't want to sit here and talk them both up like they were they were both fucked up a ton you flawed. know what i mean flawed and made mistakes and it was a different time and but um but anyway to answer your question he uh i just i felt like i got to grow up with someone who had a lot of amazing qualities to look up to. And now as I get older, the qualities that weren't worth looking up to were also a lesson. You know what I mean? Right. He's like- That was gonna be my question, right? But yeah, he's a, he, was like a, he, he was like watching a hero's tale and a cautionary tale at the same time and getting the best out of both. And I think, man, that's all we can do, right? Like yeah. get the best, you know? I try to tell my daughter, she was like, this kid was mean to me yesterday. I'm like, look, how that kid treated you, all you can do in life is see how people do things, how it makes you feel, and decide whether or not you want to make people feel that way. Or, you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's great advice. And just like, you know. You don't have to be that way. Right. Yeah, you don't have to do that. Or you can choose to do that. Do you let, you know, if, you know, you want to make people feel that way, you can do that. I hope you don't, but, yeah, you know, everything's, every, if we're smart, everything is either uh, uh, something to live up to or push or stay away from. And I think, my parents were so black and white 
in that way that I was able to learn the good and and be like, ooh, I'm not going to do that, you know? Yeah, see, my, my father never, he had never admitted to all the shit that he had done. He never wanted me to know about mm -hmm. his drinking and the drugs yeah. and the women and yeah, the, yeah, all yeah. that. He, he, so he lied to me. <laughs> yeah. He made it like he was perfect. Yeah. And maybe the how he, I don't know, in his way, he was trying to protect me. Mm -hmm. And what it did was kind of make me go, what the fuck? So mm -hmm. I have to be perfect. Yeah. Well, I guess you're perfect, dad. Right. Because was was your dad the, the, the James Conn, if you don't know who the fuck you But fuck that's trip that's 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 a that's um I think that's two things. I mean, not to analyze your father and your relationship, but I feel like there's there's de there was definitely a, a thing and I think that generation of those dudes who they didn't really look back and go oh what did i do wrong or how can i fix this or like therapy wasn't big when your old man was a kid nor when my man was a kid like i i approach things now and i i go like okay what was my part in that they didn't do that shit you mm -hmm. know what i mean my dad would be like oh, i did a little cocaine i'm like come on dude come on come on <laughs> you did a little coke you know what i'm saying so it's like it wasn't to protect me it was like that was the mechanism of those people. I feel like to be like ah, that's it's in the past. Let's not even go there. Like you know what I mean? Understandable, yeah. So I think that, and also there's you know, what you were saying too. There's I'm sure there's some some issues and of course bad shit behind it too. But for the most part, it's just a, <laughs> what he say, a different kind of what people. What he say, Scotty? I love you. Of course, always felt that. Of hundred percent. See, that's and and his father never told him he loved him. He knew he loved him. My dad used to tell, I don't want to make this whole thing about my old man. No, it's not. It's like five minutes. But he used to tell me the story about his his father. My grandfather was a monster. I mean, and, and I mean that in a beautiful way. He was a tough, tough, tough dude. His hands were like the size of, his fingers looked like cigars. I mean, he was just a tough, he was a butcher. You know, he owned a butcher shop in Manhattan. And, he, you know, he was just a, he packed meat all day long. I mean, he was just a big, tough Jew. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, um. He would never say, I love you to my father. He took his belt off every night, put it on the table. If anybody moved, they got a whack. I mean, he was a tough, tough, tough dude. Never said, I love you. And then one day, and that's my dad grew up thinking like, hey, I guess my father just doesn't love me or whatever. Whew. And then my dad started getting successful and he would say, pop, what do you think of this? And his dad would be like, yeah, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then one day, some dude that was with my own, my grandfather in a bar pulled my dad aside and go, I just want you to know that your dad was just in there talking you up to everybody for hours. My son's this, my son's that, my son's this, my talking him up. I love him. He's the best. He's the best this. So he just didn't do it in front of him. And that was, that's like, that was my dad, one of the highlights of his life hearing this dude tell oh, him man. that behind his back, his father would talk him up in the bar every night. Do you know what I mean? It sounds exactly like my father. <clears throat> so, so you yeah. know, my dad knew his father loved him. So anyway, going back to like, you know, hero's tale or cautionary tale, like my dad realized, you know what? I'm not going to do that with my kid. I'm going to tell my kid I love him every day, which is something that he did um, because he learned from his, from his old man. Anyway. What's your favorite part that he's done? Thief. That's the number one. 100%. Was he nominated for that? No, of course not. But no. today he would be. Today it would have been. Yeah, that was like a normal, you know, that was just like, oh, there's a good movie. Rollerball, Gambler. He should have been nominated for all three of them. All of them. Rollerball's still ahead of its I time, love I think. Rollerball. What a fucking great movie. I think they were trying to remake it or something. They did remake it. It was dog shit. But the, the, <laughs> the, 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 um, if you put Rollerball out today, 
I still think it's ahead of its time. I mean, that's yeah, how good it was. It was. You got to see Rollerball, Ryan. Thief too, man. Thief. Thief to me is Michael Mann's best movie. I think. Did, did you did you make your wife watch all you your movies or his movies or do you want to educate her at all in the beginning? Like, hey, if you don't know my dad, you got to see these movies. <laughs> it's funny when I met my wife, she was like already obsessed with Elf. So she, <laughs> she's like, I love that. Yeah. He's great. I cry yeah. at Elf every freaking yeah. time. Whenever people meet me, and they go, "Oh, your dad's the guy in Elf." I'm like, "No, no, that's not. No, my, my dad's dad a Godfather. Is. My yeah. dad's thief." My yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that's nice to know because a lot of times when you have the tough dad and you see that in the world, like I'm getting people, hot. Can I take my? Yeah, hand? please take your take it all off. But I think people perceive you at, or your your pops as like you know. He's, he was probably hardcore, and I, and, I, and I'm I even wonder. I was like, I wonder if you know he wasn't there. I'm learning all these things that are nice to know that like, wow, you had this deep respect for him, mm. and I bet you got closer towards the end, of course, right? Yeah, I mean, there was a you know there was a big stretch where we weren't close, but yeah, at the end of his life, we definitely got close again. And um, when I was younger, man, he was you know from born to ten, that was like my my road dog. You know, I mean, I went everywhere with him, and then you know things happen you know how was i mean honestly how, how was it how did you do it because i know you kind of just went away for a while when he passed was that like i didn't go well away. instagram i don't that. have instagram okay well, let's say see, this out loud that's never a funny fucking account okay whoever that guy is he's a scumbag i'm gonna stop following him don't follow him he really i, I someone sent me that he wrote i need to go away da 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 I, I, yeah, that's not me. I don't guys, have an Instagram he's, he's account. Not on Instagram. No, but it, you, it's okay that you think that. But it's a bummer to me that someone, you know, he posts pictures. Well, it says of, official. No, and he, <laughs> and he posts pictures of my dead friends and writes, "Miss you, buddy." Like I, I want, you know, like I don't want to be violent, but like this dude deserves to Can get I slapped in him? the mouth. I, I've tried. Instagram won't even take him down. Watch, I'm, I'm, I'm. Uh... It, it obviously gets right. me pissed off. But anyway, I didn't go anywhere. No, that's some dude f flexing like he's me. Well, how did and he's a yeah. cornball. Well, how did I mean, how did how did you deal with it? How did I deal with death? Yeah. With, well, with pa the passing of your father. I, I'm OK with death, man. I, death doesn't fuck me up. I mean, it I, doesn't. No, it was man. expected. It was sort of like you were. Yeah, I mean, it was. Listen, man, you know, he wasn't happy at the end of his life and he was having a rough time. And, you know, part of it was. I don't want to say a relief, but relief that he wouldn't have to suffer anymore. You know, yeah. it's like, you know, it's like, he's like a, he's a, um, he was a, 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 like a quarter horse who couldn't run anymore. You know what I mean? Or like a thoroughbred, or better yet a thoroughbred who couldn't run anymore. It's like, it's, that's no, yeah. you know, he's spent his whole life being active and running around. And then he's like jammed up for the last few years of his life. It's hard to watch, you know? Um, but, um, but yeah, man, I think I think it's important to to be um, to get older and understand. And we all got to deal with death, man. And I think yeah, that's it's, a hard thing for me. Is it? Yeah, yeah. man. I mean, it's like I, I'm not to bring it up again, but I said, "Hey, your your dog passed," you mm -hmm. know, like, and you were like, "Oh, thanks for bringing that up." It's like <laughs> I was kidding. No, no, I know you were, but I know it. It, it, it was it was hard. It's like, man, I had a dog that was. <laughs> I love that we're talking about dogs now, but. Uh, <laughs> You know, as hard as it is to lose someone that was so massive and so important and um, it, it was time, man. You know, he wasn't living a good life anymore. You know, That's same thing key. with my mom, man. When she passed, it was like she wasn't living a good life anymore. Right. Neither was my dog. That's uh, that's why I brought it up. I And I didn't want to compare my parents to my dog. But <laughs> I had, you know, you remember I had the greatest dog of all time, yeah. I think. 
when that dog died, I'd never been sadder in my life. Yeah. But I was ready and I was like, she can't walk anymore. Like, I'm not, I'm not, this is a dog that jumps in the air and catches balls. Like, well, you know, I feel like, you know, we, we, we put dogs to sleep. That's the nice thing to do. We don't do that with people. We keep them alive and keep Unless them alive. Unless you move to Oregon. Them. Right, right. Then I'm going to do that. All right. Um, but yeah, we like keep people alive and, you know, we gotta, we gotta be able to understand and, and be okay with death or we're going to be messed up later in life. And I think, you know, not even, not even talking about my old man, but I think some people, like I said, you know, when you're 70, you got to be 70, man. You can't try to be still be 40 because you're not going to be ready for We're all, it's, it's coming for all of us. We're, we're all dying. We're all dying. And I do it too, man. Like I, I, we spent our whole lives trying to be successful so that we can enjoy our lives. And now I'm successful and I'm like, oh, I wish I was 30 so I can enjoy more years of this, but it don't work that way. We got to work real hard to get to a point and then you get what you want. And then it's like, shit, time clock's ticking, man. It's, Who are you? What do you mean? I mean, I just like you have this maturity, this innate maturity about you of life and like just dealing with things. It's like, I understand now you're married with a kid. You're a good father. Yeah. You just seem like, uh, it's not that you were, I, I didn't really know you that well, Yeah. but I just, I, the, your perspective on things is just like, I, I want to feel that way. What are you doing? Do you go to therapy? 20 years. Okay, good. 20 years in. Yeah, we go to therapy too. I got Ryan into therapy. What do you mean? Couples therapy? No, no, we're not a couple. We should though. We should be a couple. But what do you mean? You I mean, go to therapy separately? No, no, what? You go to therapy together? I Who? No, Ryan, I got Ryan into therapy. Oh, you got him into right, therapy. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, man, look, if you're, look, if you drove me to therapy is what he's trying to do. I, I got drove me to therapy. Got if you're, if you're, if you're blessed and you got the, the means to see a therapist and you don't, you, that's a, that's a goofy mistake, man. If you think all your problems are solved and you can figure them out or you can figure out yourself, you're wrong. You're just fucking wrong. I agree, man. I agree. I my mean, dad I, won't do it. He's like, you know what he said to me when my, when my sister passed, he said, do you think anybody I could relate to anybody. Like they understand how I feel losing a daughter. And I go, yeah. Mm. People lose their entire families in car crashes mm -hmm. and planes and cancer. And you're not alone. Right. Go listen to other people and know you're not alone. And yeah. how are they getting through it? Yeah. He just, not for him. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't for my old man either. You know? He never went to therapy. He tried, but he'd, you know, he'd, <laughs> he would go, I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with this. I'm dealing with that. I go, go see my therapist. He goes, see my therapist. And he goes, it didn't help. I'm like, hold on. It just doesn't happen in an hour. <laughs> it took me 10 years oh, in, yeah. in therapy to go like, oh, now I'm figuring out. My therapist told me the same thing 15 times, 20, 30, 50, 60, 70 times. And I'm like, oh, now I hear what you're saying. Then I forget it. And he's got to tell it to me again a year later. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. it's a, uh, I keep a time. I don't care if I'm in, uh, you know, Morocco for six months. I'll keep my time and I'll call in when I can, but I'm not letting my time up, you know? And you notice when you're not going to therapy. I don't not go to therapy. You just go. Yeah. You're that disciplined. Yeah. And sometimes we're sitting around talking about, you know, nothing, but you know, it's, I don't know. I think it's, it's helpful. And I think we're all, we're all screwed up a little bit. I'm just lucky to be able to, to have a therapist, but but yeah, I don't know. Where are we going? No, this? this is this is great. But by the way, I, I know you haven't listened to the podcast, but like, believe it or not, I didn't I didn't do this podcast at first. I thought, oh, you're gonna make some money. But mm. that's not true. Mm. You, you don't. And it takes a long time. And right. the reason people started listening was, I think, because 
I started opening up, guests started opening up just to, and it helps. You wouldn't believe how this conversation will help so many people. Oh, that's good to it's, know. It's Ryan. Yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah, it's the whole point, and I, I get so many people to come up to me and other actors, and like, and I'm like so surprised that just being vulnerable, mm -hmm. just saying, "Hey, this is my story. Mm -hmm. you can take what you want from it." So I appreciate that. Dude. Oh yeah, of course. But like you've done, you, I'm like I don't <clears> sit here and name it, but you've done tons of movies, tons of TV. You've produced, you've directed, you write. I remember you wrote a script. I think you, it was your script. Might have been Michael Malley's when I went up to your house. And it was, you asked me to read with you and Giovanni Rabisi and Michael Malley. Do you remember that? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Was I, it I think, a play? I think it was a play. Yeah. Did you write it? I think so. I think yeah. you wrote it. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're pretty prolific. I, I assumed it was you. But like all these things that you've done, you've been around royalty, mm. right? You, like who, who's someone that you, you've got to know a little more than just like, oh, hey, and they remember you. Like, did you get to hang out with Jack Nicholson a lot? Did you get to hang out with any big guys that you're a little starstruck? You mean as a kid? As a kid, as a No, whatever. man. My dad had me around cowboys. Never Bikers. Actors. Bikers. Yeah. Hollywood, he, you know, that <clears throat> he used to tell me they're all goofs. You know, he didn't have any Hollywood. Bobby Duvall. That was his one buddy. And that's one dude I remember as a kid seeing around. And that was his friend. And he was somebody. So he knew you. You were around. Yeah. That was somebody he respected. And, you know, but my dad, I think. He used to, he didn't, I don't know if he gave like Hollywood a good enough chance, you know, because he was like a tough kid from the Bronx, grew up in Queens. And he just came out here and he thought these guys, you know, this is a bunch of, you know, Bullshit. phonies, right? So that's why he went into rodeo. That's why he hung out with, you know, bikers. And that's why. That he, is so rare. He was closer to the stuntmen than he was the actors. Do you know what I mean? His best friends on the movies were the stuntmen. Um so I didn't know. There was not a lot of actors uh, that I met when I was a kid, aside from Bobby Duvall. But um, yeah, he was, and I, but, you know, and I think he's wrong because in my experience, I met some great, great people in this business. And, you know, I always, Who are some of the great people you've met that you really like, you call friends? I mean, honestly, man, I've never, I don't, the most talented people I've met are always the nicest people. Isn't that true? It's crazy. And it is. I used to it's think true. like, oh, uh, you know, like, Coming onto the set of Ocean's Eleven, I felt like, all right, someone, and... someone's going to be a jerk. Yeah. I mean, I was blown away. I mean, that was, you know, I was 25 years old coming on there with a chip on my shoulder, like, oh, someone's going to be a goof here. I mean, from Cheadle to Matt Damon to Brad Pitt to George Clinton to Elliot Gould, like, you can't decide who's a better guy. They're all such good dudes. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're all so talented. And, and, um, oh, Elliot Gould, that's another one. I, I grew up around friend. Elliot. Yeah. He was cool. Yeah, my dad and Elliot were close, and I grew up with Elliot's son, a kid named Sam. We were always friends, and so yeah, Elliot and Duval. I guess those are the two. Those are big ones. Those are big ones. Uh, what was it like working with Paul Walker? Do you remember it? Did you work with yeah, him? Yeah, man, that was my man. Um, I, uh, you know, I met Paul at a, a reading. We did Varsity Blues, and I did a reading with him and the whole cast. Uh, and it was the first time I met him. We did a reading at this, the Red Lion Hotel in Austin. And they said, hey, you know, there's only one car per two cast members. And uh, we, you know, I knew that he had, he surfed and I surfed. I'm like, hey, you want to share a car? And he's like, yeah, let's share a car. That day we were doing like donuts in the car. By the end of that day, we got an apartment together. And by the end of the shoot, we were best friends, training jujitsu together, you know. Wow. Going like he was... He was my, that was like the first actor friend of mine. Like that we were tight, tight, tight. And then, you know, my relationship with Paul was always, 
um, we didn't have to see each other for a year and then we'd pick up right where we left off. You know, we did that other movie together into the blue and, um, he was always, uh, he was, I feel like we had a lot in common, man. He was a, he was a down to earth dude. And well, not to say that I'm a down to earth dude, but I mean, we just liked a lot of the same stuff and he was a no bullshit, non-Hollywood type of dude. I mean, he's, I still... Till the day he died, I'm pretty sure he never really turned his cell phone on. You know, I'm sure. Really? He, I mean, he, you know, he like, he was always the guy that his agent was trying to find and couldn't find. He was off on a camping trip. He didn't give a shit about I Hollywood. I want to be that guy. He didn't care about Hollywood at all. At all. Um, That's why you liked him, I think, too. A big part of it, probably. But I mean, uh, listen, I liked him. He was like into motorcycles and cars and yeah, jujitsu yeah, and he was scrappy. And that's another thing people don't know about Paul Walker. He was a tough tough you got in fights tough kid you don't want to fight paul walker you didn't want to fight him he's so pretty that you'd think that he's soft but that dude he was the first to jump out of the car if there was a beef he was the first to go protect a woman if she was getting mr like i remember a story where he was at a bar down south and some dude was like pushing his girl around and the dude was like this big bodybuilder dude and like was like you know what do you got to say pretty boy and paul knocked him out and broke his arm you know what i mean like he was a tough tough dude wow um and i, I never just, hear that stuff it's the truth man he was you didn't you know you i mean ask anybody who really knew him he was he was a he was a real one man and it's funny because he just looked so he was so good looking and he you know you, you wouldn't did, expect you it. wouldn't expect it but he was a he was a tough dude man and he was a a good dude and, um it's a bummer um it was a real that's like that, that was, one, a, that that was one, a shock that one stuck me because he had a lot more to do and you know but anyway all was, you can think of is, I guess, in those moments is, hey, he always played by his rules. It was his, he had a good life. Yeah, he man. did his thing. He did, for sure. That's, that's what you, you hope for. For sure. For sure. But he, um, yeah, man, that's just a drag and shitty thing that happened that shouldn't have happened because, anyway. Yeah. Um, all right. This is uh, called Shit Talking with Scott Kahn. These are just the patrons, the top tier patrons. They get to ask questions. They support the podcast. They're awesome patreon.com slash society thanks for supporting the show uh rapid fire ready for rapid fire if you uh, feel I, like answering something you're like i've been ready the whole time let me just rapid fire this. wait i don't understand it's I'll... rapid fire i'm gonna give you a question you answer fast okay okay. or you could take your time okay kyle f what do you miss about hawaii 50 kyle f oh kyle f kyle f uh kyle f kyle f uh the lifestyle of being in hawaii you know you're just walking around with no shoes and surfing jiu-jitsu the culture there i really like the culture there Stone Age, how fun was it to film Gone in 60 Seconds with Nicolas Cage and the rest of that great cast? Fantastic movie. Uh, no, yes, it was fantastic. I had a blast. And it was one of those, you know, setups where you're like, is this what movies are like? And it's not, but. Is he time, cool? Nick cannot be a cooler guy. I mean, Come on. I know I keep sounding like I'm just talking everybody up, but that's what I mean. Like, super talented, super smart, super nice, and great to be around. Funny. Like, imagine all of his goofball characters that he's played. That's kind of who he is, man. He's just like a fun... Favorite Nick role, Nick Cage role? Raising Arizona? 100%. Yeah. Nico P., what was it like being a roadie for Cypress Hill and House of Pain? That's the next time you're on. going to talk about that. Okay. Um, uh, I mean, listen, man. I dropped out of high school and went on a tour bus with Cypress Hill and House of Pain when I was 16 years old. There's, I mean... I... Are you still friends with Be Real? Yeah, of course. Um, I text him every once in a while. Yeah. We met a few times and he was like, yeah, he was, he was cool. He would text me here and yeah. there. Yeah, I mean, I, that's that, that he will always be like my big brother. I mean, I haven't talked to him in years, but like if he called me right now and said, hey, I need you to do this, I'd be there in two seconds. Um, 
Yeah, man. Time of my I'm 16 living on a tour bus with the biggest rap group in the world. How you much know? pot was there on that trip? I mean, we would get it sent. First of all, the tour was sponsored by Graphics. Remember Graphics mm-hmm. Bongs? Um, <laughs> we would get, this is before 9-11, we would get uh, like a detergent box, like a box of Tide. And they'd open the box of Tide, put like five ounces of weed in, in, a, in, a, in a, you know, like good weed. Because we'd be in, in the middle of the country where there was shit weed. We'd have weed FedExed in, this is before, obviously way before weed was legal, in, in detergent boxes. And so like there was always just ounces of Nobody ever got in trouble. No, because it was, you know, in the, in, in, the, the, in the, what do you call it? Leanne, when you told your dad you wanted to be an actor, what was his reaction? Any pieces of advice he gave you? Yeah, he the last thing he wanted me to do was be an actor. He was bummed? Yeah, he thought I was going to be a you know baseball player or something like that. You were a good baseball player? He thought so. You were. You're very humble. I was okay. What position? Shortstop? Yeah, yeah. But I was okay. I And a catcher. I caught and played shortstop. Do you ever want to play softball with me and my friends? I used to play in a softball league nonstop. I yeah. I used to play in this really fun game, and then I just lost interest. Well, we do co-ed, so maybe you and the wife. It's no. fun. No one's great. Yeah, I'll do that. Will you? I mean, is it like a, a league where you have to no. show up? No, it's like, hey, Saturday at one, we're playing for an hour. I got to tell you, man, it's the, that's another one of those things. Like, I don't know how to play light. And that's one of those things. Like, I will show up and play hard and I will tear my ACL Just or some like stupid dad. shit. Just like But that's dad. what I mean. I like cut out the things. Like, I used to skate pools every day. I would go skate pools or go to Supreme and skate the bullet Supreme or go skate. But you go. I go. I don't know how to, you know, th- my wife's like, let's go snowboarding. I'm like, I don't want to go easy. I want to <laughs> blast 20 foot tabletops. Like, I, you know what I mean? So I don't know how to play light. Well, we'll make you bat opposite handed. Okay. Then you could be, go as hard as you want. Yeah. Is there a fence? No. Well, see, I just want a fence so I can hit it out and then just walk around. You could jack them. Yeah, yeah. 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 She <laughs> said, or he said, or they said. They all said. Charlene C, Varsity Blues, top 10 favorite movies of all time. First time you worked, we talked about Paul Walker. How much did you love playing Charlie Tweeter and what did you love most? Well, never mind that, just that question. Uh, I mean, still my, you know, my most, my most fun I've ever had making a movie. I mean, we, I was, am I supposed to be, are these supposed to be rapid fire, like quick answers? If you want, it doesn't have to be though. Um, yeah, I, I, I never, I didn't go to college. I didn't finish high school. So when I got to Texas, they set it up. So we were like, almost like a college dorm. And we had all these athletes from Texas that didn't make it to the pros that came and played with us. So to me, that was like college for me. We would, I mean, I had cheerleaders sleeping on my couch. I had football players sleeping in my apartment, me and Paul's apartment. God. We, the second half of the movie was all nights and we shot all the football stuff. The last 40 days of the movie were all nights. So we would literally go play football all night go eat together in the morning, jump in the lake, get on speedboats, then like go eat breakfast, work out and sleep for six hours and go back to work. So it was like the most fun I ever had in my life. I mean, you really have lived a good life. I have, man. I've been lucky, man. Jesus. Yeah. Uh, Last question, Nathan J. Do you still keep in touch with the Oceans gang? Any talks to bring the crew back for another heist? You know, the, the, the boss of that movie was Jerry Weintraub and he passed. So I don't think that that'll ever happen. I know people rumor and talk about it. Um, uh, I'm still close with Cheadle. Um, and I think all those dudes as family, like I, I haven't seen George Clooney in four, five, but six if you years. Bumped into him, but if I bumped into him, I'd be like, where are you going? Can I come? You know what I mean? So he's that kind of guy. He is man. All of them. You know, I, I actually saw Brad a couple months ago and I hadn't seen him in years. And it was like, you know just you know still 
good like brothers you isn't know? that refreshing ryan to know like the big guys the big stars are all nice people it's always the guys that are trying to prove themselves I, and, man i that's true I agree. or you know they do a tv show and they think you know or you know that's it they're you know you know i yeah yeah i mean I, it's i feel like there's you see someone in that position who's a dick he's probably insecure you know oh it's always insecurity one day as a lion is out everywhere now and you have to see it. It's an amazing, I mean, amazing cast. Frank Grillo, J.K. Simmons, you, I mean, this is like, if you love Tarantino and the Coen brothers and a little mix, you like a little funny, but a little drama and like surprises. And it's a fun run. Run? Rudd? Rudd. It's a fun run. It's a Paul Rudd. It is a Paul Rudd. It's a Paul Rudd. No, it's really fun, man. It's like, I hope people see this because there's, you know, the thing is there's so many choices out there. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, what do I watch? What do I watch? But I think after they listen to this interview, they're going to go, hey, I, I want to go see this. That's right. You know what I mean? I and and so. I know my patrons will check it out. And uh, I'm just happy for you, man. You're, you're living the dream. You're doing you're doing what you want. It's it, You have a family. Um, what's next? Season two for Alert? Season two. And then I have a couple shows I've been trying to get on, on you know, a couple TV shows. I, I wrote, man, during COVID, I wrote a whole season of a show about a stunt family that I'm trying to get on. I wrote a show about a mma family that i'm trying to get on so hopefully that one day they'll let me make a tv show do you write every day when i'm writing how frustrated do you get when you don't because i i've written a lot of things and very few of them have sold and me too. one has been made what do you how do you deal with that or are you just like hey i'm just gonna keep doing it it's not you gonna gotta, stop me yeah keep going and then also think about all those things that you you know i wrote a movie in 2002 that we made in 2007 so five years yeah well they say that about like um uh dodgeball took them like 14 years to get that thing made that's what i'm saying man so anything that you've written you can always punch it back up make it better or you know someone will make it as is so i think of all the things not all of them but most of the things i've written a ton man i mean i got i know Ever um, since I've known you, have been writing. And so, you know, one day someone might go, hey, you got a, something like this? And I go, what about this? And they go, hey, let's make it. I mean, there's, you know, I don't know. There's a writer strike coming up. I got a season of television. All you got to do is push play, you know, so. And you just wrote this movie. The one that's out. The one that's out. Well, that's done. We made that. One, one. day is the line. I'm just saying you made it. Yeah, so you wrote it. it and made it. That's right. There you go. Yeah. I love it. This has been a, a treat. At first, I was like, I don't know if he's going to talk about this. I don't know if he's going to talk about that. This is this was awesome, man. Thank you. Dude. This is really great. I appreciate you coming yeah, here. Yeah, man. Thanks. You, you don't do a lot of these. No, I've done maybe three of them. Ever? I think so. What What do you want? What's the end game? Like, what when, What would make Scott Kahn absolutely fulfilled? Do you think you're insatiable? Or do you think that there's something out there like... If I get a show that I created, that I wrote, and I can make that. Yeah. But but, but then when that's over, I'm going to want to do it a different way, right? Like, mm -hmm. you can't. Insatiable. But not insatiable. That's a, I feel like that's, like, almost negative, right? Like, <laughs> we're creative people. Like I said in the beginning, if, you're, if you gave me everything I wanted, a hit TV show that I created and starred in and, you know, had all my friends in, and, you know, if I'm done then, then I'm, I'm kind of, like, it's like giving with, up giving up a little bit it's mm -hmm. like with acting you know if you ever feel like that was it then or, or or i figured it out 
then it's time to quit. You know, like I still learn about acting every time. I'm like, oh shit, I didn't know this or that. And you learn stuff. And what I if you just kind of lose your passion for something? Like I did. I lost my passion for, for taking photos. Right. I haven't written a play. I mean, I used to write a play every year, no matter what. I haven't written a play in three years. So. Well, what about hypothetically it won't happen but like let's say you're like i just don't really love being on set anymore i, I don't, don't i don't i don't love acting as I much d- i don't you don't uh-uh i don't love acting the way i used to you could quit i don't want to quit why i mean two two part i mean a it's how i make a living but you've made enough to make a living you're good 10 years on a show movies not really and, no no man not really i mean yeah to live comfortably in a certain way but i mean i like i said i still want to travel i want to do this i want your kids through college all that stuff man you know i want to do all that i'm i I want my wife to sit in the front of the plane you know what i mean like i want to go places and you know um i hear you no that makes sense yeah but um but i do it because i get paid to do it but if someone would pay me the same amount to write and be a creator and not act maybe i wouldn't act i don't know right and I look at I don't hate it. Right. It's a lot better than, you know, digging a ditch. That's right. You're right. But it's not I mean, when I was in my 20s, I was like it's all you lived to in I want to Me too. Million percent. You know? And thank God I'm not like that anymore cuz I certainly wouldn't have made been on Hawaii 50. But do you think now with the exception of writing and creating that it's more about the outcome than it is the process? In other words, you're, if you're acting you know, you got to get up every day, work 14 hours, learn your lines, all this stuff. Would you rather just be like, it's great. If, you know, it's great. Got a job. I, now I want it to be finished. I don't know what you mean. In other words, do you, uh, do you, um, do you like the process? I do, but it's, it's a really good question now that I understand it. Yeah. Sorry. No, no, it's not your fault. <laughs> I'm a little slow. Uh, I don't, think about result and that's probably why i don't watch the shit to me it's all about process wow see that's great especially as an actor as a writer director different but as an actor i'm just there trying to make it good make my be honest i'm just doing that thing that's it i don't even give a shit how it ends up in fact i was on a show that was i was on the show for 10 years i had a rule for myself i didn't care if the camera was on me behind me I, i had to have one take where i felt like we were just in the scene i didn't care if it was my close up as long as I had that, I could go home and go, okay, I did my job good today. Because you know how many times, how many takes, this, that, and You the other. still want to be good. Still want to be great. Not even about good, just honest. Because, you know, we get to that point where we're like, ooh, I just, I tried to copy the take from three takes ago. Am I doing that? Like, you catch yourself doing that get in stuff. Get your head. Get in your head. I want one take where I was just in the moment, where I just listened to my partner or partners in the scene. Right. If I get one of those, like I said, I don't care if it was the wide, I don't care if it was behind my head. As long as I get one of those, I can go home and be cool. So yeah, I'm not, as an actor, it's not about the result. And I think it's important to not, to, 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 to not be in the result, right? Because then it's a tricky thing, man. If you're in a scene going like, oh, I wanna, I hope it goes like this, you're already fucked. You're already- Be in the scene. Be in it. Yeah, be in don't it. Don't be ahead of it. Or just, yeah, man, don't play. If you can get to a place where nothing is planned, nothing is rehearsed, nothing is, That's I've done this already. Be. Let me just see what happens. You get one take like that. That was a good day as an actor. Eminem said that, didn't they? You only get one shot, opportunity, not now. Uh, lastly, uh, how old are your kids? I have a six-month-old and I have an eight-year-old. And what's the, what are their names? Josie 
and Maeve. Maeve is the eight-year-old? Uh, no, other way around. Josie is the eight-year-old. Mm-hmm. Did your pops get, obviously got to meet? Josie, not Maeve. Josie. Josie. Yeah, yeah. That's great, right? She called him, this is the only thing I'll talk about with my kids. She called him Crazy Grandpa. That was his name. <laughs> really? Yeah. I love it. She To his face. Yeah, hi, Crazy Grandpa. That was his name. He was Crazy Grandpa. <laughs> How did he feel about it? I think he liked it. <laughs> yeah. I love it. This has been a treat, man. Thanks for coming Thank out. you, brother. All right. Uh, it was a joy talking to him. A lot of times on the show, you, you don't know how a guest is going to open up or react. And he seemed like you can ask him whatever. He's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Talk about my dad. Talk about this. Talk about my life. Talk about if I like doing something. Maybe it's just like having shot in Hawaii for so long. It just sort of chills you out. Maybe. That probably has something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Gives you a little bit of perspective. I'd like to live in Hawaii. Yeah, it'd be nice. Uh, we appreciate you listening. Scott, thank you for doing this podcast. It means a lot to me. And, um, you know, like I say many times in the podcast, go see his new movie. It's out. It's streaming. Um, Once a Lion? One Day as a Lion. One Day as a Lion. One Day as a Lion. Um, great cast. Funny, intense, cool, Tarantino style. Tarantino style. Um, that's it for the podcast, except for our top tier patrons. Go to patreon.com slash inside of you. And I read the top tier's names every show. And uh, they also get merch boxes from me every four months. I make nice personalized notes. I give cool stuff, I hope. Um, but it's really a great community. So patreon.com slash inside if you want to support the podcast. And, of course, I have the Talkville podcast. Mm-hmm. Talkvillepodcast.com for tons of cool small Talkville merch. Mm-hmm. And uh, Talkville is a podcast that airs every Wednesday. Inside of you is every Tuesday. Make your Tuesdays and Wednesdays with uh, me, Ryan, and Willing. And that about wraps it up. Here we go. Top tiers. Nancy D, Leah S, Little Lisa, Yukiko, Jill E, Brian H, Nico P, Robert B, Jason W, Sophie M, Raj C, Joshua D, Jennifer N, Stacy L, Jamal F, Janelle B, Mike E, Eldon Supremo, 99 more, Santiago M. I just did a Zoom with most of the top tiers. And it was like for an hour. And we talked about our life and stuff as briefly as we could because you can't really talk in depth with that many people. But it worked out. It was really fun. I posted a picture for you guys. Chad W, Liam P, Janine R, Maya P, Maddie S, Belinda N, Dave H, Sheila G. Uh, oh, oh, Sheila. Sorry. Brad D, Ray H, Hada, Cute Baby, Tabitha T, hi, Tabitha. Tom N, Liliana A, Talia M, she was there. Um, Zoom. Betsy D was there. Chad M, Angel M, Rhiannon C, Corey K, Deb Nexon, Michelle A, Jeremy C, Brandy D, Joey M, Eugene, and Leah. Where were you last night? Corey, Heather L, Jake B, Megan T, Angela. Megan was there. Angela F, Mel S, Orlando C, Caroline R was there. Christine S, Eric H, uh, Shane R, Andrew M, Zaruichi, 77. Karina was there. Amanda. Jen B, Kevin E, Stephanie K, Jor L. Yes. Jam and Jay was there last night. It was hard because they, some of them didn't have their name underneath on the Zoom. So I was like, I don't, I, and I was felt bad, but I was like, how would I know mm-hmm. who you are? We haven't met, except I've seen your name. When she said Jam and Jay, I knew it was Jam and Jay. Leanne J, Luna R, Cindy E, Mike F, Stone H, Miss S, Brian L, Katie B, Aaron R, Kendall L, House J, Meredith I, Charlene C, 
Kara C, Mary R, Sheena L, Jessica B, Kyle F, Marisol was there, Estevan G was there, Megan K was there, Mickey was there. Thank you, top tier patrons from the Hollywood Hills in Hollywood, California. I am Michael Rosenbaum. But I'll bride tales. And uh, wave to the camera. We love you guys. Thank you for uh, making this podcast yours today. Um, is that right? Making it yours? Making your choice. Thanks for making this podcast your choice. Anyway. Uh, and Ryan, always. Yeah. Hold on to Smallville. No. Nope. Okay. Yeah, um, the other one. Be good to yourself. Be good to yourself. We talked about that on the Zoom. All right. Be good to yourself. Love you. Take care. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.